Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. I'm Chris. What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what do you mean? Why do you do it so I'll say something? <clears throat> what, the slight pause and the inflection in my voice? Yeah. No. You, you do it trying to elicit some sort of No, you're c- just really conflicted. good at doing the intro, and every time I do it, I feel stupid for some reason. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I'm Chris. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you get you get self-conscious in that moment. Yes. I don't think I'm any... I, when I listen to the ones that you do, I actually think you do it just as good as me. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Why don't you, why don't you just do it? Hi, uh, my name is Chris, and we're here. <laughs> Garbage, and we're here to do. Oh, hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Chris. How do you feel? Good. What's your name? We did this already. They know my name. Yeah, but you Dave. wanted me to do it. I thought it was like going to be an official deal. Oh, you wanted to be the official one? No, not like that. They all. We're know. just playing all of this. That's what you always do. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm good. You seem so... You ask sim- me, am I okay a lot? You don't seem okay. That's why. <laughs> I'm waiting for the real answer to come out. I'm fine. So what's up? Nothing. How do you feel? Just kicking it. We are in Southampton. Yep. Uh, we've gotten comfortable in Chris's parents' house, which is a good thing and a bad thing. The why bad... Because, like, I can't describe it, like, with fun... I mean, maybe I should go upstairs and, like, go through your parents' drawers. Have you ever even, like, been through that? You just stay right here, don't you? Have you ever been upstairs? I think I went upstairs once just to see the portraits of you. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should go upstairs so I could have material. Uh, you know what we should do is um, we should take pictures of the portraits, and I'll dopey myself out. Yeah, but maybe we should pause it, go upstairs, I'll rifle through your parents' drawers, and then we'll have some material. Well, don't rifle through the drawers, but we can pause it, and you can look at the stuff if you want. Yeah, let's do that. All right, All right we'll be back. Yeah, that did nothing for me. Went upstairs. All, all I know is that Chris's parents are wealthy. Uh, they have a lot of bedrooms. But this house is a modest mansion. I told you. It's not. Dave blows be- it out of proportion. No, 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 no. It's a beautiful home. Uh, but it's like the, the only thing that I really get, besides the fact that his parents are so wealthy, because this is their fourth house, right? Third. Third house. <clears throat> is that they love their family. And what a disappointment you must have been for them. I know. But what a, a great triumph it is now. I think saved my life, ultimately. What? As it did with you, I think. What? The, uh, my family... I mean, if they didn't, it would have been much easier to continue on into oblivion. It's much easier to get sober when people care about you. That's for sure. Or yeah. if nobody cares at all, because you could just do it for yourself. But I do not think that I would have gotten sober, personally, uh, if I didn't have a kid. For me, uh, my daughter... Uh, gave me ammunition to become a person. Otherwise, I don't know when I would have. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, and and uh, and I'm very very grateful to uh, be able to be a person. It's awesome. A human being. Yeah, it's nice. Nice yeah. change of pace for Instead me. Instead of a human doing. What is that you from? You ever heard that? And now I'm a human going. That's from The Simpsons. Oh, uh, I heard the human being slash human doing thing in meetings a lot. Oh, it's the classic Simpsons episode. Where the self-help guru comes to Springfield, and he wants all of Springfield to be like Bart, and they're like, "Be like the boy, be like the boy." I remember that one. Oh my god! I forget the Simpsons so quickly though, because I've seen. I guess the last few years I haven't seen them like multiple times, but the the first ten seasons I've seen them all four or five times, but I just like forget them. So um, I I am the first seven seasons of the Simpsons are the most pure. It's it's like pure. Were you super excited about um, 
who shot Mr. Burns when it was going on. It was great. I remember being so excited to watch the episode. I was like a little kid, and I was like, who shot Mr. Burns? It was, no, I was just smoking purple you were blood. Older. Yeah, I was a chilling child. out. No, but it was like, it was perfection in television. You know, yeah. I am a huge television fan, and I admire, and, and there's very few places that you can find uh, perfection in television. And one of the, the, the greatest places to look is in the first six, seven seasons of The Simpsons. It's perfect. Also, you know? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Uh, again, the Seinfeld second season to the episode before the last episode. Pretty much perfect television. Yeah. The first season isn't, and the last episode is pretty Somebody horrible. Somebody was talking to me about Seinfeld yesterday or two days ago, and um, they read something where they were comparing it to The Office, and they said that The Office, especially when Michael Scott was on, was like sort of like this pinnacle of comedy, um, and it was well done and like heartfelt, and there was, you know... It was funny, but there was also like kind of like values and humanity. Stuff. Whereas Seinfeld is like narcissism, and but I love that, you know. No, but but Seinfeld is about humanity in its absence. It recognizes the absence of humanity, like the fact that they are these ridiculous narcissistic creatures. It kind of highlights humanity because it's not there. They talk about the values that they're missing all the time. Yeah, but there's no, like, love, there's no emphasis ever placed on love in Seinfeld. But there is. Where? It's it's like, like, when Jerry is close to George and he's, like, uncomfortable with it or he does something. It's there, but it's not there. It's highlighted in its negative space. Yeah. Perfect television shows. Let's just, what for you, give me, what are your perfect TV shows? You know them. I don't even have to say them. You want me to say them? We're doing a podcast. Why don't you say them for the fucking so, audience? Number one, Seinfeld. Um, That's your favorite show in, in history. Yeah. More than Star Trek. Yes. Okay. Star Trek isn't a, a favorite show. Star Trek puts me to bed every night, but I don't watch the same episodes over and over and over and over again. The Office is probably actually number two. The English one or the American one? The American one. Do you ever watch like, the English one? Yeah, I've seen there. I've seen the English one ten times. I've seen them all a ton of times. Um, and then shows that I really, really uh, Sopranos you, is number Sopranos might be number two. Sopranos like Tony's Tony Soprano like I just I fucking love the character. It's just amazing. He just it was just like the pinnacle of acting. It's he's your favorite so character on The Sopranos. Hmm. I love Tony Soprano. I don't know if he's my favorite. character. Who's your favorite character on The Sopranos? I know you like Maltasani. I know that's your favorite. No, Tony's my favorite. But Tony, yeah, it might be. I mean, I like Polly. How can Pauly be your favorite character on this planet? He's just like a fucking dog. He's just so like... Yeah. He, there's no complexity to him. You know what he's about, and he's always going to be about that. You know, and there was something redeeming in that for me. Tony has like, you know, this other side. You're always rooting for him, but like, he's dark. You know, ultimately he's dark. Um... The Wire was great, but The Wire I didn't go through over and over and over. Sopranos, I, I, it's sickening how many times I've seen Sopranos. It is gross how much I've watched it. Anytime it's on, I can't not watch it. And I, I watch one, and then I just keep going. I've seen The Sopranos you know, through many times. It was funny. I was talking to... Um, Wait, what are yours? Me? Yeah. Um, Star Trek is great. I mean, I, I watched that. I mean, I watched you know Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Caprica, like total nerded out sci-fi shows because that's that's my jam too. I um I wouldn't put Sein- I'd put Seinfeld in the top ten. Top I wouldn't ten. You're yeah. not in the top like three. Not for you're a fucking New York Jew. Yeah, I live that. I don't that's need to watch. <laughs> I don't need to watch it every day. No, I, I like Seinfeld a lot. I and and the worse my life is, the more I might watch Seinfeld. 
You know, for some reason. Like when when I was really like out there and like feeling when I feel sad, lonely, yeah. Seinfeld's good to watch because it's like they're ultimately lonely but okay with it. It's also just very well crafted. And, and, and it's coldness, the thing that you were talking about, yeah. it kind of makes it easier to watch than, say, like, Cheers. Did you watch Cheers? <laughs> I watched Cheers when I was drinking, and so I can't have a conversation about it. It doesn't matter. For me, my shows, my, if I had... Cheers is after my time, much after my time. If I had ten shows to pick, yeah, I would pick The Wire. Number one? Uh, it's a toss-up because I hate the fifth season so much. I what hate was fifth? It. When they had the reporter and they start like... Doc- I love the fourth. They start setting up dead... They fake murders and they create a oh, serial killer. Oh, and to killer. the Dopey Nation, we were supposed to have Chris Bauer on here. He listened to it from The Wire. He wasn't on The Wire. What are you talking about? Oh, he yeah, Frank Zabotka. He was like yeah, yeah. a major character. He was bigger season. on True Blood. Yeah, but he was a yeah. major character. Yeah, Chris Wire. Bauer was not interested in being on Dopey. He God listened to him. it though. He thought it sucked. What did so he, he say? Did. He said I'm really busy. Or he something. said I, I think he said he was. A, this is the exact words he said. He said that he's a stone ass bore and that his stories wouldn't be any good. Whatever. I, whatever. Continue with your show. Chris Bauer played Frank Sabatka on The Wire, who was in charge of the uh, shipping stuff. The shipping stuff. And he's a recovering alcoholic. And he uh, and he played um, the sheriff on True Blood. Yeah. Did you watch True Blood? Yeah, well, my big question was if he came on, I was going to say, because remember he's detoxing off of the V-blood or the V-juice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, and it was about the same time he got sober, and I was going to say, were you ever portraying the character in True Blood while detoxing from the vampire blood or whatever, and also detoxing from alcohol? I thought he'd been sober for a long time, no? He's got like eight or nine years, which probably syncs up with about the same no, as True Blood. No, 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 no. How, how old is True Blood? True Blood is seven years old. That show. Oh, so he was already sober. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my shows, uh, The Wire, I would put one, except the fifth season, I think, is garbage. I don't think yeah. McNulty would set up fake serial killers. I just don't believe it. Yeah. Um, the Sopranos, I just watched The Sopranos, like, when I was moving, and, like, it's so good. You know what I mean? Like, I got nothing bad to say about it. It's just Tony getting angry. It's just the best angry actor ever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, he get, when he gets angry, I just, it's so, everything it's just that so hap- believable. It's, everything that happens to You know the first like time that. I watched The Sopranos, the very, very first time, um, well, first of all, the, my very first impression was This is Cheesy, because there's that kind of Italian gaudiness in it, and I was like, this is cheesy, but then when you watch it, you're like, oh my god, this is, uh, acting's great, you know what I mean? It's, it's built into the show intentionally, that could have, you know. It starts as a cliche. Yeah, it starts as a cliche, it, and then the first thing you think is like, this is cheesy, but then it's like, it's not. Because you know? there's so, because it's so subtle past the cheese. Yeah. You know? I loved, um, I loved. I remember I watched it in high school, and I was like a sophomore or something, or a freshman, and I had one of those little portable DVD players. Remember those things, like yeah. a little six-inch screen. And I got it on DVD, and I started watching it. I had exams the next day, and I started watching it at like 11 p.m. And I ended up going to my exam, and I never went to sleep. I stayed up the entire night in my bed just watching Sopranos. I had zero sleep. That's how much I got sucked into it. It's the best. The be- my favorite thing on the Sopranos, though, is like me being like in and out with heroin. And that that when Baltasani just, just like, when Christopher gets clean and like he he like he's sitting in the car. I think I said this on Dobie before. You said it before. Yeah. He's sitting in the car with that with his Italian like button man. Yeah. And like he's like he's should I say it again because I love it so much or should I not say, say it? it? Yeah. He's like he's like 
So this week I didn't have that much cash, so I decided to pay you in uh, in uh, in trade also. And he has like this fucking eighth of, of powder of heroin, and he's like, uh, and then the guy's like, okay, uh, and he's like, did you mind if I do some now? And Christopher's like, rock out with your cock out. And then he sniffs some or something. He no, doesn't, no, he doesn't no, shoot no. it, right? And then and then and then so the the guy shoots it, and Christopher says. I don't know what it is about that needle that really wets my whistle. <laughs> and, uh, and and the other guy goes, well, you want some? And he goes, he goes, I guess I could toot a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next scene, think. Christopher's nodding out at the fucking street fair, and they're playing like a Leonard Cohen song or something, and he's, sta- he's like with a dog. There's like a dog eating out of his yeah. hand in the alley. Yeah. And there was just like, I would root for, I, would, I just would watch TV and root for everyone to do drugs. Like, that was my move. Now, let me ask you a different question. A year heroin addict for a long time, much longer than I was. But did you ever actually get, like, a sandwich baggie full of, like, heroin? That's an interesting question. Um, no. Me neither. It was but always I, just wax baggies. No, 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 no. I no. never had, like, a bulk baggie. I had a lot, but it would be in, like, shitloads of bags. No. What I would have... The way they would do it is it would be a corner of a baggie, of a sandwich baggie. Yeah. A corner filled with, like, brown. Yeah. So, and then it would be, it would be tied off. So, I had those two. So it would be like But it would be, that would be like a 50, though. I'd have, like, a 50 that would be like It would that. be like, I would buy grams. There was a little while that I bought grams. Yeah, but did you ever have, like, an eighth? No. Yeah. No, just grams. <laughs> We're so pathetic. Is it? I mean, <laughs> who, so who has eighths of heroin? Uh, Christopher Maltesani, dude. Yeah, listen, you guys. Dopey Nation, if any of you, like... Have I ever had eighths of heroin? Write it in a review. That was the worst. But the opiate subreddit was like, you said pictures <laughs> of like an ounce of heroin. I'd be like, really? who the fuck ever has that, you know? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With those compressed, you know, like almost like rocks of heroin, too. Was... That's interesting. That's interesting. But um, <clears throat> then I like, I, I don't want to go down the list of shows I like, but I love Mad Men. Um, Mad Men was good. I, you know, I, I, st- I started Mad Men season two. I've, I've seen season two and season three of Mad Men, and that's it. It's great, but I, it was also I watched good. it with my mom. It was a little racy to watch with your mom. Yeah. I re- you have nothing, you know, you, if you have time, you should watch it. And you guys should, should watch it, too. I should. I need to get back into things. It's very, very, very good. Um, I loved it. And when I watched it, I was like, this might be my favorite show ever. Breaking Bad is good. It's someplace in the top ten. I was talking to this buddy of mine, and he said something to me. That really wet my whistle. He said, um, and he's a, he's like a using active alcoholic. Yeah, you know, um, and he's like got a relatively like uh, stable life. He lives. Lawyer in, guy? No, he well, he's a, no, but a different a different stable alcoholic yeah. that I'm friendly with. He lives in Illinois. Um, it's Illinois. No, it's not. <laughs> he lives in Illinois, and um, and he runs a painting company. And he was like, and he's engaged. He just recently got engaged to this woman. Yeah. And he's like, well, uh, my my fiance is kind of finding out things about me that she doesn't really like. And I was like, like what? And he was like, well, when when Christmas was over, I decided I really could use a little downtime. So I decided to watch Breaking Bad. And I watched it from January third to January seventh continuously. <laughs> I, was I like, think that's what I did. I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I watched it, and I didn't leave the house, and I would eat meals, and I would go to bed, and then when I woke up the next morning, I would watch it again. And he did it for five days straight. <laughs> and the fiance would be like, really? <laughs> and he would be like, really? You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and but I would love 
that kind of, when I get, I've watched everything in my life. If I can, I haven't had the opportunity to watch TV like that in so long. I haven't had two days in a row. I've been so fucking crazy recently. TV hasn't done it for me like the way it used to. You don't have the time. You do not have the time, but, um, you know what it is also? It's like, I, I, I have the time in the sense that like I could, I don't do anything. But I have all this shit due for school and for my internship and stuff that it's hard for me to actually enjoy it. Does and that I, make sense? You've also changed your lifestyle. You're off sugar. You're off of sloth. Yeah, I, and it's all the yoga. It's like less appealing to do a four-hour TV session. It's like doing drugs after you're in recovery. It is. You're like, kinda... maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then, so then I'm sitting there. After he tells me this story, I'm like, wow. Five days of watching television jealous. straight. Oh yeah, I was totally jealous. And then, and then my fiance comes and mentions something to me, and I was like, I was like, you know, I really don't think I have enough downtime. And she was like, What do you mean? I was like, I was talking to my friend, and he told me he got to watch five days of Breaking Bad straight. And she goes, That's not good. She goes, That's what you want to be doing. I was like, No, but it is. That's what you want, uh, dude. Do you watch Better Call Saul? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it I should be it. back. Soon. I was shocked because I don't like offshoots, but I really like it. However, there is a show out now. You know how I know? Oh, sorry, before you continue, one thing that's sick, and this is why Dopey works, I guess, is I talk to people about Breaking Bad who've seen it who aren't addicts, and I'm like, yeah. The, the thing about it, I was like, it's it's like really funny too. You know, there's something really funny, and they're like, what are you talking about? They're like, it's not funny at all. Like, didn't you think it was funny? It's, like what? Just there, I just like stuff that would just happen. What's his name? Jesse. With Jesse. Like what, Just though? his addiction. I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I watched it, like, all in five days. So it was just a blur. But I just remember, like, laughing. And, like, people were like that I talked to who were normal were like, I never found it funny. Well, it's like my dad not thinking Dopey is particularly funny. That's what I'm saying. You know? Isn't your dad calling in right now? He's gone. Oh. He's in the wind. Nobody. It's like we, se- Alan. we set Should up. Should play his voice memo? I didn't listen to it yet. His voice memo was horrible. Right, we won't play it. Um, But... It leads me to my, this is how low and how sad my life might be, but there's a show right now that just caught my interest, and I watched the whole thing in a matter of days. And it is Black Entertainment Television, BET, presents the story of New Edition. Do you know about New Edition? New Edition was that like kind of like cheesy uh, news show, right? Wasn't it like a cheap shot news show? I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Dave's giving me that look where it's like, "Are you playing dumb?" I feel like news edition. I feel like new edition was like basically that was that Inside some, Edition. Oh, was it? That was like a news show called Inside Edition. Is that what you're? That's not what you're talking about. If it was, if I was talking about Inside Edition, do you think the show would be called New Edition? Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I got confused. Okay, so what is New Edition? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it up for you. You just talk about something is else. Inside, I'm, I'm does, so upset. Does Inside Edition still exist? I don't know. What, Inside Edition's a boring news magazine show. Who cares about that? Isn't it like that? a tabloidy almost like type The deal? fucked up thing about you is that New Edition's from Boston. And you're from Boston. Here, you, this doesn't strike a I'm chord with you? No. Okay. How about this? Careful, man. We can't. We can't turn him. No. It kind of sounds like Marky Mark. Wow, it's from the same people that did that. Yeah. 
But this is the one. Ooh, yeah. Long intro. Yeah, baby. You out there in the dopey nation. <laughs> I know you'll be feeling this shit. This could be an intro. There's something wrong with my life. <laughs> you don't know that? I, no, I don't. Robbie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike? Robbie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. That's new addition. Do you know, you never heard of Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston's husband? Yeah. He was in new addition. And Didn't the, he beat her up? No, he didn't beat, maybe. Maybe he did. I don't know. That, no, they smoked crack together, religiously. I could have sworn They were in a new church her. that just smokes crack. That's I, how religious they were. I could have sworn he beat her. New, no, you're thinking of, uh, what's his face and what's her face? Rihanna and, uh, what's that kid's face? The R&B singer. Something, I don't know. I don't know his name. Chris Brown? Yeah, Chris Brown. Okay. Is that, yeah, you're confusing Probably, with Chris Probably, yeah. Bobby Brown, when he was 11... He, he was like, I want to be the king of R&B. So he like went to some like open mic, and he was scared. And then he got his four 11-year-old friends to do it with him, and they made it big. They like got a manager, and they had a bunch of big hits. And then Bobby Brown went off the rails so hard, fucking smoking coke and, and selling coke and fighting and Back in like fucking the free wars. base days, like the 80s? Yeah, but then like so they kick him out of the group. And then, like, there was some loophole where they had to give him a solo record, and and his solo record was bigger than every new edition record. And then he married Whitney Houston, and he turned her into a crackhead. He like <laughs> turned Whitney Houston out. Yeah. Um, and then all the guys in Whitney in, in New Edition, like, there's drug problems or whatever. But it's like this like R and B black story. Okay, so you've been watching a show about that. Yeah, like it's that, a biopic. It's but is, like, it, is it just a one? No, it's three Twitter? episodes, oh, okay. each two hours long. Okay. And if there wasn't so much like cheesy R and B in it, like it would be perfect because I love you biopics. Love history. Yeah, you love history of like music and shit. I remember once I was in detox, um, shitty twenty-eight day detox in upstate New York. In twenty-eight this- day? You mean like a, a rehab, a spin dry detox, de- detox rehab? Yeah. Um, it was in Rhinebeck, New York. It was called Cornerstone. I know Rhinebeck. There's so many Cornerstones. Yeah. And um, first, and I, I, if I could remember the stories that my roommate would tell me about, like, stealing Similac, you know, baby formula, yeah. and then tur- flipping it at the supermarket and then buying dope. I've heard that, I've heard that before. You know, because that's a that's huge number. But anyway, the first night, like, I'm like, I don't know what to do, like... I feel kind of lonely, and they're like, well, we're watching TV in the common area. And it was like 80% American black rehab, which is like... What do you mean? Just like everybody there was a black person oh, from okay. America. All right. And, uh, and Why do you say from America? Because they're not like West Indian. They're not like uh, South American. They're just like real American black people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What? I, I just don't know any rehabs where it's not American black people. I don't know, like in L.A., there, there's Mexican people, or like lots of p- places that I go are full of West Indian people. There's very rare that there's that. It's also 28 days, so everybody's pretty sober and lively. It was fun. It yeah. was just a different, yeah. a different group of people. Anyway, they're watching uh, the Temptations biopic, and you, if you get the chance to ever be around a bunch of black people and watch the Temptations biopic, it is the greatest time of your life. Really? Because they're singing, they're like... Oh no, he didn't! Like the whole time, it's like it's like they're all it's all like they 
it's just like reminiscing. You're like yeah. part of it. And it's like all these songs that you know. It was just like it was such a good yeah, experience. It. it was just so fun. That's funny. Um and um at that's the rehab where I was like playing guitar. Uh, on a picnic table outside, and I like totally fucking had a seizure. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and I, I fell off the se- the picnic table, and they had to take me to the hospital. Yeah, um, I left that treatment with my roommate, who is this thuggy Long Island guy. Yeah, um, very handsome, built like intravenous drug user. Yeah, and like not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. and that's when I I maybe the second time I ever shot dope. Oh, it was wasn't then. the first time, but it was the second time. So it didn't work the rehab. No, we left early. You reminded me of um, this show when I was in jail. There's, there was a show called The Contender. I don't really remember what the premise of it was. It was like basically like amateur boxers fighting, you know? Was it like a reality show? I don't. Yeah, it was just basically like amateur boxers fighting. And I was in a desegregated dorm. And there's like the brothers, black people, and the Serenios, the Southsiders, who are like gangster Mexicans. Like they don't get along at all. And it was a desegregated dorm. Usually they separate the populations. And on the contender, there was a black guy and a Mexican guy fighting. So every time the Mexican guy hit the black guy, they'd, like all the Mexicans would like go crazy. And then every time the, the black guy would like hit the, the Mexican dude. Like, you you oh, got it oh. backwards. What? You said every time the black guy would hit the Mexican guy, the Mexican guys would go crazy. And every time the black guy hit the Mexican guy. Okay, but you got what I'm saying. Totally. But it got so bad where like they was like it was like there was like this serious tension that they actually turned it off. Like the guards were like turned it off. They like noticed it was not good. Well, I hear that. Fucking though, the new edition TV show. Uh, I don't recommend it to you. You'll get bored very fast. Yeah, you're always trying to. You know, I never watched the Get Down. You still stand by it. It's good. I love the Get Down. I loved it. Is this all we've been talking about is television? Is this, you know how fucking shot I am? Is I, don't, I Like right now I'm like, were we just talking about television shows in this episode? Or is that a different episode? Well, we've talked about TV episodes before. Yeah. In fact, somebody but, just... It was this episode. This episode I'm is... I'm an idiot. Like I can't even like... My short term memory is kaput. Well... Is that a Jewish term? Kaput? Uh, yeah, I think so. So we'll, we'll cross it out on my show notes... New edition. Uh, my dad somehow abandoned us. Uh, Dave Marshall is not calling in. And you just said his whole name. We've said his name a million times. He's uh, not calling in. But his last name? We've said his last name a million times. Okay. He's not calling in. All right. Okay. Todd, question mark, says he's working. No. He's not calling in. Nikki, our Facebook prostitute, oh, yeah. might be calling in. My, oh, she's doing... Um, uh, so there was this woman who's been reaching out to us on Facebook who – you have to describe her. You've been communicating with her. What do you know about her? She's uh, probably in her late 30s. She's got gigantic breasts. Uh, she lives in Las Vegas. She said she's engaged to a 70-year-old millionaire or something. Is she, she active or is she clean? She's, she shoots heroin, I think. Still? Smokes crack. Fairly, I'm not sure. Yeah, fairly certain. And she's gonna call. She might call in. She might call in. But Dave asked asked me a little bit ago. What's a what's in? She's Dave messaged her to call in like you know 20 minutes ago, and she says I'm doing in calls, and that basically means she's seeing Johns at her apartment. And an in call is when a prostitute sees somebody at their house. Have you ever been part of an in call? I plead the fifth. Okay. Um. 
So last night, me and my beautiful fiance went on a double date in uh, Sayville. I should, you gotta bleep save Why? I don't know. <laughs> you just do. I'm not gonna bleep it. Why not? Because it's not worthy of. I say Great Barrington, which is a it's quarter different. of the size of Sayville. Anyway, will you stop saying that? <laughs> um, so we went on a double date at first, and um, and we went to this comedy show. And the first guy up is. How like, are the comedy shows out in the boonies? That was the only one I ever went to. You haven't been in New York? That's not the boonies. No, I'm saying like you just said how are the comedy shows? Yeah, but I'm saying compared to like the city, how can I be totally honest with you? Yeah, after nine o'clock at night, if I'm out, I have nothing. Last night it's nine o four and you're ripping. I'm not out. I'm in. I've got half of a sandwich to eat. (laughs) I've got chocolate to eat. I've got diet coke. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so this uh, the guy was up there. He was like, he was probably in his thirties. He's like bald and a little bit fat and he was talking about like how he was pretty funny he was talking about how he's trying to like take care of himself he had some funny some funny bits but then he said he said uh, I'm so interested in Haagen-Dazs ice cream that he can go on Haagen-Dazs.com and do flavor locator what he gives his zip code Tells Haagen-Dazs.com what flavor he's looking for, and they can send him to a store. Really? Yes. That's actually great, because you know what? I like cho- vanilla chocolate chip. Who turned you on to vanilla chocolate chip? <laughs> what do you mean? You're going to take credit for my life. You gave me credit for it before. Dude, you said, you said, so I was in the store, and all I could think about was you talking about vanilla chocolate chip. So now you're going to say, so, yeah, so, that, for some that, reason, that, I, I all of a sudden have a hangry. Okay, so that one time, I got it. But I've always liked vanilla chocolate chip, and I like Brigham's. You don't even know what Brigham's is, because you're this Jewish guy from New York. You're Not so, to harp on that, but what, what is, is fucking me being Jewish? What are you talking about? My point is that uh, Brigham's I could, makes a nice vanilla chocolate chip. Yeah, but my point is that I could use the flavor locator because Haagen Dazs ice cream places that carry Haagen Dazs ice cream very rarely have vanilla chocolate chip. They have chocolate chocolate chip. They never fucking have vanilla chocolate chip. It drives me nuts. But when you find it, isn't it so oh, exciting? Oh, so they have that vanilla Swiss fucking bullshit Swiss, almond. Swiss fudge It almond. fucking pisses me off so much. I'm like, just have some fucking chocolate chip. Who wants vanilla that chocolate shit? Chip. It drives me nuts. But who could possibly prefer vanilla fudge almond to Statistically, chocolate chip? Statistically, it must be liked because they carry it, so it moves. They can't sell it. So it's there. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Listen, I don't think that's how Dopey it works. Nation, maybe you like vanilla chocolate chip. I love a vanilla base. A vanilla base is everything. Did I ever did I tell the story about when I tried to pitch the ice cream flavor to Ben and Jerry's? No, but I have a great vanilla, a great, great ice cream flavor idea. Peanut butter, almond, maple syrup. In vanilla? In vanilla. Why, what do you need the almonds for? I need a little crunch. No, that's fucking all over the place. Oh, it's delicious. It's You've done this? No, I'm just saying it would be delicious. I, you know what I do? I have my waffles with peanut butter. And again, tell me again. Vanilla. Vanilla ice cream. Peanut butter. Vanilla bean or vanilla? Vanilla. No little speckles of the bean? That gives it a real nice vanilla taste. I don't really care either way. Honestly. Continue. Vanilla, uh-huh. peanut butter, almonds. Peanut butter swirl? Peanut butter swirl, not peanut butter ice cream. No, I do not like peanut butter. Why ice do cream. people do that? <laughs> it's so stupid. It's you like have peanut- to, I want chunks of of actual peanut butter in my ice cream. Not do you know what ice cream. I hate? 
when Ben and Jerry's is so smart to make s'more ice cream, and they're so stupid that they make the ice cream base graham cracker. Graham no, cracker it's, ice cream. It's stupid, I agree. Make with it you. vanilla and put the fucking s'mores I, in it. You there. know what I want? This is the, I was wait, like, hold on. Dude, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Back to your flavor. We have a vanilla base. We have a swirl of peanut butter. Yes. What else? And almonds. Actual Why? almonds. Why? They're going to. a crunch. Not and then almonds. maple syrup. Chocolate covered and almonds? Maple syrup. Can they be chocolate covered almonds? Yeah. There's no chocolate in that ice cream? No. What's the point, man? No. Why? Dude, before we continue, there is a place in Long Island on the North Fork. This is what they do, all right? They, you, you want s'mores ice cream? You know what they do? They make s'mores, then they make vanilla. And then they mix it up in this mixing machine and they serve it. You want apple pie ice cream? Vanilla ice cream. They bake apple is pies. Is this Brigham's? They put them, no. They put them together. Where is this? It's a singular, I forget what it's called. But they actually show it. Like, if you have something, it's like they bake the thing that's in it and then they mix it in this big machine. And like that is the best. When I was a kid, I had an idea. Ben and Jerry's had this thing called, like, the Great Flavor Search. Yeah. I was, like, 22. Loved ice cream. Getting high. I was like a pseudo hippie. My ice cream flavor wasn't that good, but it was called. Uh, I called it. I knew this hippie kid that I went to school with named Pat. So I called the ice cream Pat's Crispy Kindness. And what was it? Vanilla base, yeah. ripple of fudge. You yeah. know that real yeah, yeah, kill yeah, fudge. Just, yeah. Then dark chocolate covered Rice Krispie treats. It would be good. If we went to that spot in Long Island to get it. But because it would be Ben and Jerry's, that shit would break your teeth. You can't have frozen Rice Krispie <laughs> treats. It would be too hard. Yeah. They sent me a letter. They said, you're a fucking idiot. Here's a magnet. That's funny. And then I had that magnet for years. You know what? Um, we did a Secret Santa. And you know, and I happened to get my sponsor for Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. And you know what he got me? He got me some, uh, what was it? It was like Rocky Road or some fucking type of ice cream. I forget. Some, it was Ben and Jerry's. It wasn't Rocky Road. It was something else. Some sort of, maybe it was New York Super Fudge or something chunk. And there's a lock on it with like, you actually have to put a code in in order to open the top of the ice cream. Why? It was, I mean. So nobody jo- else jo- gets it? It, it, it? That's technically what it's for. But the joke was that it was to prevent me from being able to eat it. You, you didn't know the code. Because I didn't know the code, and it's also, I just can't help myself. Well. If I own any sort of sweets I eat, I just can't have them. But Dopey Nation, why don't, why don't you tell us where you're at with this? When's the sure, last time but, you had ice cream? Oh, I don't even remember. It's been a long time. It's been and months. A, months ago, he would call me in the supermarket to debate which ice cream to get. Oh, you know what I was eating back then? Those cinnabuts, those cinnamon bites? You know, I actually ate a pint of Ben & Jerry's, those cinnamon bites, which one of those boxes is like 1,400 calories of the Cinnabon bites, and uh, I had already had like a burger or something before that, and I actually threw up. I ate until I threw up. I used to do it when I was high sometimes, eat until I puked, but I ate until I puked in sobriety. You would eat until you puked when you were high on heroin or high on what? High on weed. I'd smoke weed, and then I would eat so much I'd vomit. Do you know how much? And then I'd eat eat again in like 20 minutes. That's nasty. It's nasty. I used to love. Do you remember in Hunger Games where they like eat a lot and then they drink this drink and it makes them vomit and so they can eat again? And like then like the rest of like whatever, the little factions, people are starving. But the the erudite, the really rich people are so wealthy that they like. Is that in the movie? Yeah, they drink something to vomit. I was like, I get that, like, because I've eaten until I vomited and then started eating again. That's how glutton. Just for the pleasure, the pleasure. But you know what's bad is my my little health kick right now. It's almost too much. Like I need to slow down. You know what I mean? 
We'll talk about it. Well, I mean, I started doing yoga and exercising, and it's like I've dropped probably about 20 pounds, which is good, you know, and I actually would like to lose like another five to eight pounds and then maybe do like resistance training. But it's not very healthy to do it how quickly I've been doing it. And if I keep this routine that I'm doing, it'll be too much. Do you know what I mean? It's like I just do everything to access. Like there's something wrong. So with what me. are you for? Well, there's something wrong. <laughs> I, there's something wrong with you. I there's wonder what it is. Some fucking kind of thing. I don't know. What are you? What are you? Dude, you know what happened today is I went to hot yoga this morning. It was the fucking one of the hardest classes I've been to in a long time. And I read, and, and I can eat and exercise immediately after. And I read on the website. It says, come with an empty stomach and well hydrated. And I ate a bacon, egg, and cheese at 11, and the class was at 11.30. How healthy are you if you're eating bacon, egg, and cheeses? It's actually a big difference because I'll eat like two and a half meals a day. But you got to realize and I'll eat probably 2,500 to 3,000 calories, whereas three to four months ago, I was consuming 5,000 calories more. or more. I remember lot, we go to breakfast, you're like, I'd like an omelet with cheese, onions, Bacon. And now you have pancakes. And then I'll have a short stack on the side yeah, and a bagel a, with cream cheese. And always a short stack, yeah. Yeah. I understand. So what what do we foresee coming up in the health of Chris? Probably I'll go back to my old pattern. No, no, no. That's what what do we show. what do we foresee? Like give, break it down. What do you mean? I'll probably um I'll probably in a month or two, um start eating sweets a little bit and then within five days be right back to um, omelet with a short stack on the side lunch and some chocolate and then dinner and a pint of ice cream I don't see it I hope not I see um I just need to get um uh what's the word I see what's that word for when you don't do too much of anything I don't know. What's <laughs> Self-regulation? Yeah, but there's another word. You know, we had to do for school this thing called the VIA test where you do your strengths and you look at like what your top five strengths are and your bottom five strengths are. And it's supposed to help you as a clinician in the long run. And I actually have to continue working with this all year. And so my lowest ranking thing, there's like 35 things, dead last was self-regulation. In terms of what? In terms of like the character strengths that I have. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the things that like constitute like my personality and like who I am. For me, I regulate hardcore during the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then you just binge at night. I, I regulate hardcore during the day. I don't do anything like crazy. But at night, like I could eat. I used to eat like a box of cookies every night, literally. Like a Tate's. You know those yeah. Tate's cookies? They'd eat a they're right down the street, dude. I know they're the good. original Tate's is right down the street. Should I do a song? You want me to do a song? Do a song. All right. How is this episode going? you think we're just too all over the place here? No. Don't ever ask that on the fucking show again. All right. You fucking cocksover. What's wrong with you? All right. Dave's going to play a song. He's got his little guitar. I'm going to take a picture of him and we'll put it on the thing. Um, with the dopey shirt. Oh, with the dopey shirt. Tell him, where did I get the dopey shirt? At dopeypodcast.com. This is the. Uh, this is the army. Uh, what the fuck is it? Army, extra large. Smile. Now look angry. There you go. This is a drug song. It's not my song. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it because we had like ten people to call in and everybody bailed. Oh my god, we had some big guests tonight. We like had three guests. We had three big guests and and two of them bailed. Anyway, this is a song that I should have put... No, we had four big guests. Who? One of them bailed earlier in the week, JT Leroy. 
AKA uh, Laura Albert. I should probably text her, you know, maybe she'll call in. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, why don't okay. Actually, we've been talking about eating. Her thing was the eating thing. She was going to be the overeating thing. Text her. Um, so, like, we did this thing about, um, what did we do this thing about? About drug songs. And somebody wrote this email that why didn't we mention this song? And this is a song when I went to rehab with Chris. Uh, I met this old Jewish guitar player there and I hung out with him all day and he played me this song and since then I've loved this song. Wait, before you start, what should I say? We are recording right now and talking about food addiction. Food addiction. Care to weigh in? Care Get the pun? to weigh Get that in. juicy pun? If you've changed your mind about tonight. She'll appreciate the pun. She's a writer. She's a best-selling writer. I hear the mariachi music on the radio And the tubes, they glow in the dark And I'm there with her and Ensenada you to play i don't know why but it was really fucking good no but i and fucked I like the up song. the first verse i didn't know yes you'll hear it it's all broken but that song is great it's a, and it's a great drug song it's a good song you know it's i enjoyed very easy it to play. i enjoyed it it's nice to have a little musical who intellect. is that it's warren zevon the guy who wrote werewolves of london oh you weren't you talking about him earlier with me? i was but that was a whole other thing we used to play that song at mountainside every day me and that guy rob yeah but i didn't join in during that well, you were off in your own cloud. 
But um, yeah, I didn't do anything. I was skating with Francis. He was gone. Was he? Yeah, he left within a couple of days of me getting there. Listen, Dopey Nation musicians, send in a song. Why not? Yeah. Remember Cormac, Cormac song? Cormac, and then um, what's her name that did the cover song? Adrian. Yep. Um. All right. Recovery tips. Oh. We did enough recovery for this episode. Recovery tips. Yeah, watch The Sopranos and Seinfeld. Those are good tips. Next. Vanilla chocolate chip ice cream. There you go. Stay busy. Just stay busy. Take your mind off your problem. He's talking to me or he's <laughs> talking to the nation. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, and I say this totally, truly, call somebody that you can talk to. If you're struggling out there. Get somebody that you can talk to. But talk to them. Yeah. If you're struggling and you're alone, you need a talk fucking to them. friend. You need a friend who's, you know, going in a good direction. And if you don't have any friends, go to a meeting. Yeah. You know, because you can meet, make a friend. Yeah. Those are my recovery tips. Yeah. If somebody who's listening to the show is struggling and they're like, Oh, these guys, they keep talking about how fucked up they are, but I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I'm fucked up here alone. Yeah. You know? Or I mean, email. Shoot us an email. Or write. You know what could really help your recovery? <laughs> is if you write a review on iTunes. <laughs> Five stars. Dopey is the shit. That's it. That's yeah. all you guys say. And then, and then in the review section, you write, Nuff said. Echo Park. Where's Echo Park? You know, you want to hear the funniest thing about that? Is that I lived in Echo Park. I knew. I was ringing. I mean, I know Echo Park, but there was some significance that I, I was strung out on heroin getting methadone in Echo Park. Well, yeah, it was one of your And stories, this guy right? sings yeah. me. That was my life. Yeah. That was like six years of my life. And this guy's like, Have you ever heard this song, Carmelita? And I'm like, No. And he plays me that song about being. I went to the Pioneer Chicken Stand all the time. Really? Yeah. Still you ever there. Out to Pasadena? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah why not? I was all over the place. Yeah. You know which story I never told on Dopey? What? Doesn't matter. You, my dad is not calling in. I'm assuming he's sleeping. My dad wanted to call in to complain that you can't read the reviews on there. He's also upset that... Why? Why? Because the new review about him. We'll call it the iTunes review of the week. I'll read it. Yeah, you find it. All right, I'll do it. Well, he's saying we can't read them. Wouldn't he want us to? Huh? Wouldn't he want us to read them? What are you talking about? You said your dad said that we can't read the reviews. You think he's he- saying he? Go- I told my. I even sent him a copy of the review that he was mentioning that I'm about to review right now. Yeah. And he told me, and this could be a problem with our web developer. So get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, that the oh, new- that they scroll too fast. I remember. But yeah, they. Funny. But not only do they scroll too fast, that the new review isn't on there. Yeah, it'll show up. You think so? Yeah. How do you know? Because it will. Now, here it is, the iTunes review. Your dad's just sitting there waiting for his review to show up. Yeah. He's listening to you right now. Uh, you think my dad's pathetic? Hey, Alan, how are you? are you? Is that what you're trying to say? I love your dad. So why would you say such He's nasty much, things? He's a much dad? better person than you'll ever be. You too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. It's true. He yeah. really is. My dad is a wonderful guy. And the poor, poor... Man is sitting at home looking for reviews on dopeypodcast.com. Yeah. But that's a loving father right there. Mm. Right? Right? Wouldn't you say that? Mm. Or would you say he just wants to see something about him? No, it's So a he's just father. like us. He's just like us. My poor dad is addicted to his phone, like you are. Like, like he goes, like he, 
you know, he spends a lot of time by himself. Does he have a smartphone? Yes. My parents have flip phones. Well, they have each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let one of them die and see how fast they get yeah. a fucking smartphone. You know, like he, like, so I'm sitting with him today and he's like on his phone, yeah. like words with friends, his fantasy basketball. Oh yeah, words with, uh, does it say my name for words with friends? Huh? Does it say your name for words with friends? What do you mean? Like I have like a nickname and I want to throw it out there if anybody challenges me, but does it say my full name associated with my nickname? It, it doesn't have your nickname. It just says your name. No, I have a nickname. I'm not called. Are you called Oki? I'm called... I can't... I don't want to say the whole thing. Unless if it's... Let me look at my I'm sure. Here. profile. You ready? Yeah, read the review. Review of the week. Great podcast, but not easy. Was searching for podcasts dealing with recovery when I stumbled upon Dopey. Listened to the first episodes. They were rough. Really rough. But there was something about Dave and Chris's honesty and sincerity that led me to listen more. As the step-parent of a cocaine addict now in recovery, hopefully... The stories gave me insight into addiction that helps me better understand the disease. It's also been a joy to watch these two grow in recovery. The episode with Dave's dad, hands down, the best ever. I highly recommend the Dopey Podcast. I don't know where it's going, and they often want to send these two to their rooms without supper. But I'll continue to listen and enjoy. I I thought it was your dad for a second, because you said maybe it was him, and then... Um, descending to your supper, to your room with no supper, I felt like that was something he might say. No, he would. No? no. What did he think when you send him, um... He wrote like, oh, this guy makes a lot, finally, somebody makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but, so, but my dad, like, uh, I don't know, he hates the stories on Dopey. He loves that people... The whole fucking thing premises the stories. He likes it when we kick it. He hates it when we kick it, but that's really what he likes. He hates when we talk about, like, Debauchery. Dumb, dumb. No, no, no. He hates when we talk about anything. But the part he likes is when we like have <laughs> shtick about like whatever, like ice cream or like something funny. I don't know. Some things he thinks are funny and some things but he doesn't. But nobody would tune in if we just talked about ice cream. Dopey. Welcome to Ice Cream, the <laughs> podcast about ice cream flavors. Yeah. No? No. <laughs> no you sure? Dude, boy. I think we could do it. In fact, maybe I'll start another podcast called ice cream well, have you seen the, the dark comedy of dessert dude there's a guy on a youtube super popular all he does is he goes to fast food restaurants he dresses up in a suit or like uh not even a suit a eh? like um what's the thing called you wear to like a wedding a tuxedo a tuxedo he wears a tuxedo and he goes to like wendy's and he'll get a sandwich and he records himself eating the sandwich and then discusses what it tastes like. That's and he, awesome. And he does it for every single Is he fast good? food thing. Yeah, he's pretty – well, he's super serious. He's this young kid and he's in a tuxedo and he's like, not laughing. He's like so serious but it's like funny because he's so serious. You know what I think is funny? The fact that you didn't know what the word tuxedo was and yet you probably own one. I couldn't one. retrieve it. Do you own a tuxedo? No. I couldn't retrieve it. It's tip of the tongue phenomenon. Tip of the it's tongue. It's an actual term. Well, how about – um? All I can think of is that incredibly handsome picture of you on Tinder with your tuxedo. You like that picture. Who That's always do- my first one. Who doesn't? I was high on heroin in that picture. Really? Yeah. It's funny because yeah, my sister uses it for her company. Like She uses like the picture of me, like the mugshot or some other equally bad one where I just look like fucking That's crazy. your before and after, but little yeah. does she know you're high on heroin. I told her that and now she adds it into her because she like presents and she'll mention my story. And she uses the pictures, and she said, now she says, like, and even in this other one, he's also on heroin. 
but he still looks good, so I use it. I remember that picture because it was like, I was like, I have to, like, I got to do this speech and I have to get clean for the speech. Like, like eight months before, I was like, I can't be doing heroin. And then like a month before the speech, I was like, I just need to make sure I have heroin on the day of the speech. So I can do the speech. Yeah. All right. DUI murderer. Should I get into that right now? I mean, we're getting close to the end. I think it's like email time or should I do it? Should I do the story? Where are we? 52 minutes. Do the email. Do you know? No, do DUI murderer. Why not? You do DUI murderer. Yeah, so you don't. I mean, I told Dave a little truncated version. I use that word truncated a lot. I told Dave a little shortened version of the story before we started. But I've actually never said it on Dopey, and I've never told Dave the full version. It's pretty wild. It's not really funny, but it's insane. And I'm so shocked that we're 65 episodes, 66 episodes in, and I've never said the story. So. I got sober, um, and uh, this was 2011, um, and uh, I had relapsed after this, but I was sober for about two years at this point uh, during that period, but I had been sober maybe three or four months at this time, and I was going to um, this yoga place uh, called Kripalu with a friend um, to do something. Wait, when was this? This was in 2011. It was the end of it. It was like six months after we met, and... um, so I'm going in there and uh, we're on the, this like little highway and uh, we pull up and there's an accident, right? And um, there's three cars just all fucked up, like really, really bad, like pile up, right? And we're literally the first people on the scene. So like we pull up um, to the accident, we get out, I come up and I look in the first car and I don't see anyone in the car. I'm like, the car's gone. I go to the second car, it's this truck that's just totaled, right? Don't see anyone in the truck. And go to the third car, and there's this guy, his head is on the um, airbag, and he's all bloody, and he's, like, groaning. In traffic? Uh, And there's no traffic. We're the only people on the scene. Literally, it's just me and my friend. You were behind the truck? We were were the first. uh, So it was was just a three-car pileup. We came to a three-car pileup, and there's nobody else. But you weren't in the pileup. No, I wasn't in the pileup. And so I go to the third car, and this guy is all bloody. And um, it looks like his legs are, like, cut off. That's how bad. It was a Prius, and it was smashed in so fucking bad that it looked like his legs were cut off. And so I sat there. I, like, tried to rip the door open, and then I was like, you're not really supposed to fuck with this situation. And he was, like, messed up. So I just sat and, like, talked to him for, like, a couple minutes um, until uh, the ambulance and the cop showed up. So one ambulance showed up, one cop showed up. And uh, I was like, you're going to be all right, buddy. Like, I'm sorry. And so I'm leaving, right, Uh, once the ambulance shows up. And um, I'm walking back to our car and this fucking guy runs out of the woods and he's like, hey, man, he's like a drunk driver caused the scene. He's trying to run away. He's off in the woods over there. Tell the cops. And then the guy runs off. That's all he says to me. So I go up to the cop and it's one cop. Right. I'm like, hey, man, like to the police officer, I'm like, somebody just came out of the, the woods and told me that there's a drunk driver that caused this and he's trying to run away from the scene. And the cop's like. I can't leave the scene of the accident. He's like, I'm the only person here. He's like, go out and wait for me and I'll be there. And I'm like, like, all right. So I just like walk in the direction where the guy who came out and told me that the guy was running. So I just walk in that direction. And I actually like after, you know, walking like a minute or two, it's like the edge of the woods. I find the scene. Right. And so there's two guys and the third guy who caused the accident, third guy's shit face, like really fucking wasted. And the other two guys are yelling at him, just like yelling, yelling, yelling at him. And I can just see right off the bat, like this guy's a total alcoholic, like really bad. And so he's being combative of them, like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know why this is just what I said. I was like, I was like, Hey man, I was like, 
I'm a sober like member of Alcoholics like Anonymous. Like you caused a really bad scene back there and like you have to come with me. So all of a sudden he changes, he comes up, he starts like hugging me and shit. And then um, I start walking back with him. He's all fucking bloody and shit. And I start walking back to the scene with him. And during this time, my friend who I was with calls me and he's like, yo, he's like that first car, the chick is dead. And I looked in, didn't see anyone. I guess she was like crashed down like where the feet are and she was dead, right? And then the second guy is totally fucked in the Prius. And the guy hears my friend say like, yo, the girl's dead. And then he just fucking falls to pieces, like hanging off of me. I got his blood all fucking over me. And we go back and I sit with him and wait until they... So he still goes back to be accountable. He still comes back to you. And so I sit with him and then... See, that would be the moment you'd think he'd take off. You think he'd go away, yeah. And what a scary thing. Yeah, so then fucking he goes, um, they take him to the ambulance, um, and they take him to the hospital, the, the, the guy who caused the DUI. Um, well, anyways, we couldn't continue on to, like, the yoga place because they literally shut down the entire highway for, like, hours. Like, everybody had to go around, right? Um, so we, we doubled back, and I remember I went to an AA meeting, and I shared about it in an AA meeting, and I was literally covered in this guy's blood, you know, that caused this accident. At the meeting? At the meeting, Yeah. And so, anyways, I get called in and have to go make a statement, like, the next day, right? And I didn't have to end up going to court for him. And so I make this statement, which was actually interesting because I tell the whole, like, scene to the cop. And I'm like, yeah, and then I see him and he's, like, really drunk. And the cop's like, so? He's like, you detected the odor of alcohol on his breath. I'm like, it's not what I said, but, like, you can put that in there if you want. You know what I mean? Like, they've phrased it a certain way probably for court. So, anyways, um... He goes to court, and then a couple months later, I get a phone call. Uh, it turns out it was his eighth DUI, and he had got them across, like, state lines, very, like, like back to back to back, and so right. they all caught up at the same time. He ended up getting 18 years uh, in prison, and um, that's the end of the story. Are you still in touch with him? No. You think he's sober? Uh, I mean, he could be drinking hooch. It's know. amazing that he... It's a pretty um, wild story, right? It's an amazing story. Yeah. And it's a crazy story. Yeah. But it's also amazing that he decided to come with you. Yeah. Like... Well, I think the other people were, like, yelling at him, and I showed some compassion, and then he just, like... And it's funny, because I actually felt for the guy. Everybody was, like, so pissed at him. I was like, this guy's just, like, an alcoholic. He's, like, an idiot, you know, just like I am, you know? I mean, it's horrible. Like, now he's killed somebody. It's horrible that life. somebody's dead. Oh, and then the weirdest thing was the chick had a suicide note. I guess she was suicidal. The one and she was in Yale. It was really fucked up. She was young, like twenty two. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Story. And then the guy, yeah, he worked at McDonald's. He can walk now. He's in a wheelchair for a while. I friended him on Facebook and told him what was amazing is the guy in the Prius who was like all fucked up. And I was talking to him. He just kept on asking me like, "Is everybody else okay?" You know. Yeah, that's a terrifying scene. And it's also miraculous that with all the drinking, driving, doing I never drugs, killed anyone. And yeah, so. yeah. You know what phrase I hate? When people say drugging. Do you ever say that? In all my years, drinking and drugging. Uh, I don't think I use that language. Drugging. Yeah. Who said, what is that, drugging? Anyway, that's a horrible story. Read an email? Yeah. Then wrap it up? Yeah. All right, so we're going to read this email. This is from, um, I'm just going to say C. Because it's a friend that I have, and she didn't want me to use her name, and I'm not even going to use her first name. Uh, she said, Hey, Chris and Dave, I love Dopey. Uh, this is somebody I know, by the way. Um, and she, she emailed this a while ago. And this is a, a, a drunk story. It's not a, a drugging story, if you will. Um, hey, Chris and Dave, I love Dopey. Do you like the phrase drugging? 
No, I, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent, ambivalent about it, but uh, I could, I see where you're coming from. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Drug as a verb. We nose to nose. Um, <laughs> you, you ready? I don't like that phrase either. All right. Hey, Chris and Dave. I love Dopey. Just let me read this because it's kind of long. Hey, Chris and Dave. I love Dopey, and while I haven't listened to every episode three times, I'm working my way through the feed. My 24-year-old daughter also loves it and listens to it on her subway rides to work, even though she's a normie. She looks around, wondering who is nodding off. Ha ha. I'm not 100% sure I want this read, but it was a great experience just writing it down. I know Chris from Great Barrington and have a funny story about how we first met at the GB Nooner. I had been going to the noon meeting every day since I got fired from a law firm when I was nine months sober. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I got paid to not work and go to meetings. My HP was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. But I digress. Anyways, I was friends with Chris's sponsor, Dylan, and introduced myself to him. We are very friendly in the Berkshires and always welcome the newcomers and visitors at meetings. Chris was very funny when he shared, but not everyone would laugh. When he would share, I was laughing so hard because I thought he was hilarious and got nervous that I had offended him because he gave me a very strange, smirky look one day, or at least I thought he had. Maybe I was just being an overly sensitive alky. I then must have Facebook friend requested Chris and sent him a message saying I hope he understood that I wasn't laughing at him, but with him because I thought he was very, very funny. He responded, men with the men and women with the women, see. Now I was completely freaked out and embarrassed, as it seemed like he thought I was trying to hit on him when I was only being friendly. Keep in mind, I'm several years older than Chris, 49, and truly was not interested in picking him up, as I thought he was a newcomer. I was so upset I talked to a mutual friend and apologized to Chris, only to find out he was totally fucking with me. His specialty, apparently, as I can see he likes to do it with Dave, too. Since then, we have become friends. I think he is an amazing miracle to show people no matter how bad it gets out there, there is still hope for recovery and for a fulfilling life. That's what Dopey is about for me. You guys go to the salacious places that are sort of unspoken taboo in the rooms, war stories. I find it very entertaining and also think you are truly helping people. My story isn't dopey as much as it's dranky. Don't get me wrong. I did share my share of drugs, but alcohol was the most was what took me down and got me into the most trouble. I think for the most part, I was always able to make things look pretty okay on the outside. I had a husband and three daughters. My youngest was two when I came in this last time. I have a career and love my work. I drove a minivan to fit all of my kids and their shit and hated every second of driving it because it was so uncool. I would crank hip-hop with the windows down as if that helped at all. I called it my pimp mobile. I drove that thing drunk so many times, several times a week as I lived 30 minutes from my favorite and only bar. I went off the road with it twice my last six months of drinking and somehow miraculously never got an OUI. One night I had taken Clonopin, which I had gotten prescribed by my doctor because my anxiety and depression was through the roof. I then proceeded to drink several beers and a bottle of wine. I was out of cigarettes and was heading down to get someone, my oldest daughter, who was 16 at the time, was like, Mom, no, you can't drive. Let me take you. So I let her drive me down to Canaan and then got pissed when she wouldn't let me smoke in her dad's car. At one point there was a car behind us and I said I thought that Popo was fucking with us. She was like, no, Ma, that's just a car. We got home and I got out of her car and jumped in mine like a bratty kid, peeled out of the driveway and hit a stone wall. Later that night, I went off the road for the second time. I called AAA, but they couldn't find me because I was so far off the road, at least 75 feet. I vaguely remember not being able to go backwards and thinking if I go forward, I could turn around. It was late January and there was snow and ice everywhere. 
I got stuck and tried rocking my minivan back and forth. It wouldn't budge. I ended up leaving it there and walked home several miles. It was the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere in the dead of winter. I kept falling down on the icy road. At one point, I just stayed there and didn't get back up. I was cold and tired, and I started crying, and I said, Please, God, help me. And in this James Earl Jones type of echoey voice in my head, I heard, Help yourself. Stop drinking. While I didn't sober up immediately, it was certainly scared the shit out of me enough to pick my ass up and stumble home. I was sufficiently freaked out. The next morning, my husband got up before me because I was epically hungover and asked where the car was and what happened. Very calmly, I said it was down the road and I would need him to help push me out. He was pissed. I got my jacket and it was covered in mud and sand. When we got to the car, it was like a surreal experience. In the middle of a field, my minivan was sitting there all alone, completely covered in mud and sunken into the ground up to the running boards. My husband looked at me with disgust and said, I'm not pushing that thing out. Call AAA. He left me there. I called AAA and they got the car out. All four tires were completely bald from rocking it back and forth for what must have been hours. When I got home, my daughter wouldn't look at me either, as she was disgusted with me too. I can't say that was my last drunk, but it was the first time I cared about the people I was hurting, and I must say that I couldn't shake that James Earl Jones voice. I got sober a month later in February 2009 and have been sober ever since. I now drive a Honda Pilot, which is slightly cooler than the soccer mom van, but it still fits all of my kids and all their shit. If the story is too boring, I have a top 10 disasters list, which I wrote out as a first step experience with my exercise with my sponsor. It includes such experiences as going into the desert in Egypt with a man named Animal who I had never met just to smoke weed, drunken pickups and bars, passing out in a cornfield in France while on a bus trip to Amsterdam, and coming to from a blackout in a fraternity house with some guy's finger up my ass. Just remember that I want to be a judge someday. <laughs> what do you think? Crazy. I hope she's all right. I just said, see, I did ask her if I could read it, and she said, okay, but just change the name. Um, I'd like to hear that more of the uh, finger and ass. Story. I know. I mean, that's the only thing you heard during the entire thing. No, I really liked, um, I, I also liked just the idea of her being this uh, child with her daughter. There's just something like. This child with her daughter. What do you mean? Like that her daughter had to drive her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's a great story. All right, so write us a review. Are you okay? Bong, boom. Uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Tell them to do the stuff. Have we told them yet? Check out our new website. Write us a review on no, iTunes no, 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 or no, no, on no. the podcast app. I like com. We have... These emails are up. Not this one yet. We gotta Chris put shit up on lacking. that. Why can't you do it? Because I don't know how you. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Claimed ignorance, dude. You have to do this stuff, Dave. Come on. You want to teach me how to do it? I don't have to teach you. You can figure it out yourself. You're just smart enough. You give me the login and all that stuff. You probably have it. I don't. <laughs> if I do it, I don't want to hear shit about how I do it. Because yeah, you're probably gonna fuck it up. I'll do it. You can't handle. <laughs> you cannot handle me doing it. <laughs> Uh, Dave, just so you know, we both use the Instagram account, and the only fucking thing Dave ever posts is, like, Cinderella snorting cocaine, or Pinocchio shooting heroin. It's just fucking what? comic book characters, or whatever. How about when Disney. Green Arrow's son is <laughs> shooting heroin? Why is or that, when Batman's taking pills? Why is that all you ever put on there? That's just my interest. <laughs> I like cartoon characters using drugs. Alright, let's I also this. did. I also did Lost My Dignity. Oh, that was pretty good. Also, I actually took the picture while you were telling me a, a very low dignity story of yourself, 
And then I saw it. I was like, this is perfect. And you loved seeing it that day. I did. I did. Anyway, so write a review to make Chris on happy. On iTunes or the Apple Podcast Write app. an email. But you know what Follow I want you to Follow us on do? Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. You don't, yeah, you don't have to go out of your way and write a review. But to pick up your phone and go to the Instagram page and press follow or the Facebook page and say follow, that's pretty low impact. And we can get our numbers up and maybe somebody will give us some goddamn fucking money. <laughs> what? 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 You want money? Sure. I just do this to help people. Well, you're a much better person than me. <laughs> no, what I want, I want, I want to have numbers so I can feel good about myself. Yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah. To fill the void. The void. Yeah. Avoid the void. Mm. Um, anyway, Dopey Nation, stay strong. It's not for money. It's just like I want numbers. And I feel bad. Why? Because you made it sound like I'm some money-hungry well, Jew. Well, I don't mind if it's for money, but I just want to make sure we donate that money to a worthy cause. I, I what can do you think, think of that? I can think of a couple <laughs> worthy causes worth donating to. Yeah. All right. Um, like my daughter's they, college fund. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dopey Nation. Toodles. You don't have to say toodles on every episode. Say it. Say toodles? Yeah. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. I want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this aeroplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had